Welcome back to another episode of You Are Just a Number podcast, a podcast regarding leadership, teamwork, and passion on all aspects of life. In this episode, Merle will talk about her mission of cleaning up the oceans and the overall environment. She is promoting awareness through her passion of swimming. Merle was born in Estonia and moved to Florida, and she loves to swim. In fact, to support her cause, she swam 30 kilometers, which is 18.64 miles in open waters. And what really makes that swim so impressive is that she did it in a mermaid suit and only used her mermaid fins. She didn't use any arm or hand strokes. Her hope is to make as many people possible aware of the environmental situation. To learn more, visit our blog site, which is youarejustanumber.com. That's the letters youarejustanumber.com. All one word. I'm Jim Zellum, your host and author of the book, Stepping Stones of Leadership. So let's hear Merle's passion. Today, people, I have Meryl on, the, on this podcast, and uh, she's uh, been swimming for years. She's been an inspiration in Florida and around the world, promoting the protection of the environment. I guess, you know, she recently broke a world record by swimming 30 kilometers and, and with, with just her mermaid tail fins to raise consciousness about rising sea levels and the pollution of the water. So she has a quite an inspiring personal story to share with everyone here. So welcome, Meryl. Um, how are you doing today? Well, first, thank you for having me. And, and um, I think it's amazing how people connect and, and uh, hopefully we can connect more souls through this podcast. Yes, yes. So what, let, let's talk about yourself a little bit. Um, I see you have a, a, a passion for swimming, and I, I would think not only the passion for swimming, you have a protect, you have a passion about you know protecting the environment and everything like that. So, how did you develop such a passion? Well, I kind of um, my passion actually started when when I was burning out in swimming, and and I was really feeling. I love swimming by my heart, but there's something like missing. And, and when you're a professional athlete, I mean, it's like a job, right? You, you have good days, you have bad days. And, and my health came to play a lot where I was not really aware of what's going on with my health because I was often in the emergency room. And then next day I was competing again. And then doctors always had kind of not really knowing what is the problem. But they always said something is wrong and I was like what is the diagnosis and they never figured out and when I moved to the U.S. from from a small country called Estonia but is in northern Europe and known as a Skype and startup country I moved to U.S. kind of like with a passion to start over and really figuring out what is wrong with me and 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 how how I can expand my love to the water because I knew that there is a love, but I just didn't know how to carry on that um, that kind of uh, thoughts and, and that kind of uh, love. And then when I was in Florida, I, I was discovered I am gluten tolerant and I have uh, food allergy issues and, and that's probably what triggered also my asthma. 
But while I was in Florida, I kind of, you know, seeing the ocean, you kind of fell in love being like a mermaid. And 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 I knew it always mermaid was my favorite Disney movie, but and nobody could even pronounce my name in Florida. So they always called me Estonia Mermaid. And uh, as I got going with my with my questioning if I should you know, quit sports or I should continue with the sport. I, I kind of fell in love with the idea that, that maybe I can give back to the sport. And there it came my passion to really get every single human being in this world to be excited about the water. Because I felt water have given me so much. It gave me a chance to move from small country to America. And, and I really started kind of studying by myself and, and, and doing research how I can help to give back to the sports, what has given me so much. And, and I got into, into this, this situation where, where so many girls uh, were quitting sports and it, was, it had a lot to do with the body issues. Uh, it had a lot to do that... Uh, young women felt they, they are not built to be athletes. They're not built to be uh, uh, athletes after 20. And because I was on the same spot while burning out, I, I discovered that I never want to have the story of what if I continue sport. So I said to myself that I will figure out how to continue still swim maybe don't put so much pressure of the word professional athlete and and figure out how to enjoy more water and then all of a sudden i got introduced into triathlon where was a little bit connection with the water and when i went to triathlon i realized not many people actually know how to swim and, and while coming from a pool background and always, you know, shaping your techniques, I, I started digging in and understanding that the, the reason why um, we burn out, and especially female athletes burn out from sport, is that we might swim laps, but we m- might not do that with quality, meaning that, the, that we have to learn how to put our time and effort and swim smart at the same time. And from there, I start, you know, kind of fell in love to the sport again and carrying on my, my social media with the messages uh, swim for your love, swim for your heart, swim for your body to kind of uh, show the woman that, you know what, we actually can continue being athlete and, and continue being in a sport. We shouldn't quit because because we're getting older or because our career is coming and we need to figure out how to be, uh, you know, where we need to be on a job wise. And, and I, I got so passionate of sense, that's a big obstacle in front of me that I want to continue and figure that out. So I opened my own company, what is called Swim Era. And we, we kind of um, check all the, all the boxes of, of being a professional swimmer, being kind of uh, helping uh, coaches around the world, kind of helping also girls around the world. And, and from there, I, I really was feeling like I'm, I'm moving on the right direction with 
fell in love to water again and giving back. And then um, while I was doing triathlon, I felt like, wait a second, that, that part of triathlon where you're swimming that open water distance is super like short. And, and I, as a being breaststroker, what is a totally different stroke in the pool, I, I was like, hey, I can be good on triathlon open water, so I might try open water in general. But while I started uh, doing open water, I learned out that there is also, open water is also Olympic sports. It has been around since uh, Beijing 2008. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was really like my first intro, intro to the sport while I learned that open water event is also in Rio Olympics. And as a being already doing on the side with the swim era and growing the business and, and opening also a mermaid school to teach girls to fall in love to their bodies, their, their, um, their personalities through the water. Um, I, I took the mermaid school to Rio Olympics actually. And during the Rio Olympic times, I saw open water and I saw Brazil. And I also became aware that there is a lot of plastic floating around the rivers and lakes and the sea. And while I was, you know, the, finding this so-called new boyfriend called open water sports, I realized this sport is something interesting, but but might be might be soon on, under the threat of the marine life issues with the pollution, might be under threat with the plastic problems and the toxins. And that was really the eye-opening when, where I was sitting on a, on, a, on a beach of Copacabana, seeing how the trash was going into, floating into really to the oceans and thinking, I wanna continue open water sport as a professional but also I need to do something to save the oceans it, because if it happens in Brazil, it might happen around the world. Most and definitely. that was my wake up call. And uh, I made my shift as a being more stronger athlete, but also being stronger, not just the water safety advocate, but also the ocean advocate. Okay. Okay. So, so, um, so how do you promote now protection of the environment? So you, you're aware of this, okay? So how do you get people aware of the situation and what are you doing to promote uh, the awareness of this and protecting the environment? So that is a really good question because uh, I have had so many conversations lately with people who, you know, so there are people who look, oh, there is a climate change or there is not a climate change. And I don't want to go and, and, and have a, any fight with these people because everybody has a right for their opinion. But the way how I get people involved is that, listen, regardless what is our belief, the trash shouldn't be in front of us in the nature. Nature didn't put the trash there, humans did. And sometimes it's hard to get adults to start thinking about that because we have so many other worries. We worry, you know, how to survive, how to have a roof on the top, and etc. 
But the way how I have approached now is that I take my little so-called mermaid minions. I mean, when I meet kids, uh, when I when I'm in an open water and I teach them and talk to them about the water safety and 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 how to save themselves. I mean, if there is a flood, when you have to save yourself from a car or a house. So when I teach them how to float, I also talk them about the the ocean issues and and I have got um, this company called Finis involved and they have been giving me out um, mesh bags what I have donated to different kids and really shaping them to be the mermaid minions who carry on my passion kind of and and be the educators for the adults uh, because the kids really care about if a dolphin eats a plastic and gets hurt and sometimes um, these kids are actually the role models for the adults. So, so I have shifted my my purpose and all my passion towards the kids, and that's the one way. But the other way is also being on a spot and showing adults, you know, if this straw is here on the street, can go down the drain and can end up in ocean, and 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 kind of. When you show them and you educate them what to do, they become aware and maybe even think about that other day when you are not around. Um, for example, I have friends who call me and tell me that you should be so proud of me. I collected all the straws or plastic cups from the streets. So, so it's really like you have to put that to the universe and, and hope the universe gonna continue that through human soul. And, and sometimes it's just people don't even know that that straw on the street can harm ocean. That plastic bottle, what is under the tree can harm ocean. And, and, uh, and it's really important not to criticize anybody because they don't know. It's, it's, more, it's more exciting to kind of teach them to follow the lead. And I just wanna point out that I was just last week in Jamaica and we went snorkeling and between the corals, I found luckily one plastic cup and I found <laughs> Jamaican money. But the question what I put to the tourist board and, and to, the, to the company who took the snorkeling tourists um, to see the coral reefs was, have you checked what kind of sunblock they're using? Because sunblock can kill the coral reefs. Oh, really? Yes, and not I, many. I, I, I did not know that. Why don't you give us a little insight about that? Yes, so uh, for example, Key West uh, lost the coral reefs because all the tourists came in. When you're wearing a sunblock, some of them are, um, has a little bit petroleum in it. Like, right. For example, Vaseline has petroleum in it. So it's really important to to buy a, a sunblock, what is really coral safe? Because the, the, there is a study that says that just in the one year, 6,000 tons of sunblock can, uh, can affect coral reefs because coral reefs is kind of like a, like a mirror. They suck all, the, all what you're wearing, they suck into themselves and then they keep living with that. And, and slowly by time they, they die out. So there are certain places like Key West is not allowing anymore, any like kind of 
toxin sunblock, they really check and they really sell uh, coral, more organic, more uh, coral safe uh, sunblocks there for tourists because mm -hmm. again, people might not even know that, 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 that when we looking and trying to connect with the world, we might maybe mistakenly harm them. All right. Well, that's, that's an interesting point. I, I didn't really realize, I, and again, until you just told me, I didn't even think about the, uh, how the petroleum does. I know the, I know the coral reefs are very sensitive. Uh, that I do know. I, and, and I know I've seen stories about, hey, they're, they're being destroyed, but I didn't know that uh, just sunblock can destroy them too. I mean, that's a very interesting topic. What is your goal? What do you want to accomplish? What, what, would, say, what would make you say, hey, you know what? I'm on track, okay? What's your, I understand your purpose. Your purpose is to make awareness and clean up and everything like that. But do you have a specific goal that you're trying to achieve um, besides just getting the word out? Yeah, I mean, uh, just last year, Florida faced the tragedy that the ocean ran out oxygen. And these uh, events have been started happening more and more uh, around the globe and the, the, that causes also fish scale. And uh, my goal is that this kind of events and statistics should be low, not uh, that it, these events every year take place more and more. Okay. And uh, if you think about it, if ocean is losing oxygen, uh, we might be next. Oh yeah. Right, right. I mean, I, I mean, change the topic a little bit, you know, they, they're saying that the world, we're filling the world with carbon dioxide, which is a true statement. But on the other hand, they're not telling you that they're destroying all the trees that turn carbon dioxide back into oxygen. So, you know, you, you know, so not only are we killing, we're adding more, we're killing what brings it back, the oxygen. So I, I'm sure the same phenomenon is happening in the oceans. Right, and coral reefs is, is the factor on there and the forest and the seagrass. And, um, and, and, and really my goal is that we don't have to go through uh, any nature park and see trash laying around or masks now. And, and we, should, we should enjoy more uh, nature. I mean, today I saw a story how a guy in India actually turns uh, from from all the car carbon what we put in on the air, he turns those carbon to tiles to build houses. Oh no, kidding! Yes, and and if we can find this recycling um, sustainable lifestyle, then we will not hit all these crazy numbers of even, for example, another day I read that the ice glaciers are melting faster than we thought so. And, and, and they we, are. Actually, we actually can make a change now. I mean, not in 10 years. I mean, already, already when we look the last 10 years, the amount of um, recycling solutions what we have created is great. But now it's question to bring them to really to the you know public, and really let the public using the so-called old style again. I mean, we used to got by without having any plastic around. I mean, exactly. we, well, it just made life so much easier for people. 
and that's what happened okay and i and i i completely understand i mean i'm from the older generation i mean you know um i mean you know even going back you know there's pros and cons to everything they they used to recycle milk bottles okay right. now you got milk cartons and they go out and they're done okay so i i totally get what you're saying i do so um do you have like fundraisers like so when you did this uh you broke the record of swimming 30 kilometers with your mermaid tail um just about, just out of curiosity how long did it take you to swim 30 kilometers with just a mer mermaid tail so i have to um so people who don't know 30 kilometers is 18.6 uh, miles yeah that's and, i know i know it's a ways <laughs> yes and um when i was swimming that uh, on the last 3.5 miles, what is about six kilometers, I was facing a current and 21 knots of wind. Oh, and, wow. And and I lost my kayaker. I lost my paddle border. The boats couldn't get to me to give me nutrition. And it's a last part. I mean, I by that time I was swimming already seven hours. And um, it was my last straw to survive. And uh, I think I swam 50 meters, uh, uh, 15 minutes. That's how terrible <laughs> the last part was. And, and the reason why I was, I mean, the way how the record is set up that you are not allowed to take any full stroke and just kicking um, for, for, um, for 30 kilometers and the way um, why it's not allowed to take a stroke is also because if we look at the animals, the turtles, dolphins, the fishes, they can't move their fins when it, they are stuck in uh, plastic. So basically when I'm swimming that record, I am kind of implementing the problem what um, oh, the ocean and the marine okay, life is, okay. is facing. Oh. Okay, I can understand. It. I mean, and, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm far from a swimmer. Nine hours and nineteen minutes. Wow. And that took nine hours and nineteen minutes. Oh wow, wow, wow! That that had to be some. I I I can't even fathom being in the water for nine hours. I I'm older, but I like to go swimming, and I I swim a mile in a in a lap pool, you know, a couple times a week. And like, I'm slow, it takes me like an hour to do a mile, but you know, um, so I can't even imagine, you know, what it took for you to do that. So it, it's very interesting. So I see you said you have social media, right? Do you have social media accounts that uh, you can share with people? I mean, like, are you, do you have a, like a, a yes, group, uh, do you have I a have group a... like on Facebook and everything like that? Yes, I have an Instagram account called aqua mierla okay um and then i have facebook account just with my name and you can find like it's my fan-based uh facebook account uh, right. where all my fans can always see what i'm up to because i'm pretty often up to something uh, more exciting than the last thing what i did so so i try to keep my fans um engaged and and the same way as i explained i'm trying to keep the education going about the oceans and, and the pollution and and uh, and the healthy lifestyle and the, and the healthy living. And, and also, I, 
I believe that when we keep the nature happy, we live in harmony as well. Sure, I, 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 I agree with you. Now you have a company, Swimera, and, and can you tell us a little bit about that? Does that help support your, um, your, your uh, mission here? It definitely helps to support my mission. It is, um, it is really with the vision that we can help every single human being to be connected one way to another with the water. And I want to point out that the latest thing what we did with swim era, besides just bringing attention to oceans and water safety, we also are the newest sponsor for Estonian Paralympic uh, team. So we support the athletes on their road towards to Olympics. But also what we want to build with this um, movement is to bring awareness around the the Paralympic athletes with, with connection with the nature and also to teach kids who are disabled to swim and, and uh, offer the swimming programs for these kids to, because my vision is that every single human being in this world should know how to swim because you really never know when you need to save your life in the water. Exactly, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, well, I see. I, I mean, I could tell, but with with this, with the environment, and you have people calling you, so you you are a leader, and you're having people follow you in your own way, okay, to uh, clean up the environment. And uh, we will see about getting this out to more people um, to see that we can get your to you know get your story out there, and hopefully people uh, can help you. And I, I assume then if uh, people want to help you or get in contact with you, they can get through, through, through either your business or social media accounts. Is that true? Yes, that's true. Um, I always love when people uh, reach out to me and I even love when they tell them, when they really tell me the stories of, um, like, for example, I never knew it that can, that, you know, sunblock can, uh, destroy their coral reef, or I never knew that the plastic was a problem, or I never knew that uh, adults can learn to swim. Right? And, and I always love when people reach out to me and share their stories and, and I can some way help them. So don't be afraid. I'm, I am really a friendly person because I, I know what it means to be shy. Sure. Sure. And well, we will try to, I will definitely try to help you. You know, one thing that you might even want to look into is um, a blog site. And, you know, I can even, we can even, if we can get people to share some stories that you want. I mean, besides this, you know, just going on as a podcast, I also have a blog site and it's really about leadership, teamwork and passion. Um, and when I say passion, it's it, your like your story is under passion, okay? Because you, you you're following your dream, okay? So if you have stories to share, okay, please let me know, okay? And I'll put them on the blog site, and I'll even put them out more on a podcast to get them more out there. For instance, there's another person that um, I interviewed. Her her name is Felicia, and she actually built a Felicia uh, donation center. What she does is she actually helps um, abused women that went into the system 
and they have to stay within the system of the state for a while. And when the state says they're okay to go out in life again with their family, their kids or anything like that, she sets them up. She gets some furniture, people donate. So, and she has some wonderful stories. Okay. I mean, there, there was one time a kid said, well, mommy, I, mommy, I, I got clothes with a tag on it. I never had brand new clothes. So again, feel free to uh, let me help you and let's get your story out there. Okay. And I, like I said, I'm going to send this out to a few different people. And uh, if you have anybody has ideas or anything like that, let me know and we'll do the best we can to, you know, to keep, uh, keep you with your dream. Yeah, thank you. I mean, this is what life is all about, sharing our stories and learning from each other's stories. I mean, nobody's stories is less or more. I mean, uh, it's no, better you're... to have the real life stories. I mean, I always say that don't be, a, don't be a social media model, be a role model. And that applies to everybody who's trying to find their voice in this world and, and, and really helping each other because as we go through our ups and downs and, and obstacles, we really learn from each other and, and, and we all are connected. I mean, I might be a one little mermaid on a big ocean, but there is so many ways how the ocean can spread out. Exactly. I, I, and again, I, I totally agree with you. Um, and we will definitely, like I said, get that world. Up. And I like that. Don't be a social media model, be a real model role player and everything like that. So, um, that's great. Uh, Merle, can you tell us a story between you and Aha? Yeah. So when, uh, when, uh, as an athlete, when, when you always are swimming and, and being, you know, active and healthy, living healthy lifestyle, you really, you really get to the point where you start asking what I'm putting in a body inside and what I'm putting inside in my skin. And, and, you know, one thing is we can fix things with nutrition, but the, and that is, you know, a big part of uh, living sustainable life, eating healthy. But the one question, what I think a lot of athletes don't ask themselves and 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 i definitely know because we're constantly on the go and we're constantly ready to get the sweat out being uh, under the sun being uh, active in the in the ocean or in a pool or in a sports field that we really never think about how we take care of our skin and and it's really important on the perspective also that um what we put in on our skin that that doesn't cause us cancer or other issues later in a, in a lifetime. And uh, that's where, when me and Eha were talking and, and she told me all about the Viking beauty and, and what she wants to do, that where my green light went on, on my head that, listen, we need to start really educating, not just uh, humans to look into how to live sustainable life, on their household, but also how to take better care of their skin. And, and while being on a process, learning about Eha's passion on the skincare world, then it made me more clear that we need to also bring attention with the skincare and oceans and the environment. And that's all, you know, connected. That's where the, like another day I was like, 
listen, saving ocean is like fundamental and that applies to so many fields outside of ocean, but, but also we can tie it in having that, you know, that passion to save people's skin and, and look younger and, 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 and happier, but also making sure the skincare really is there to look after the environment as well. And the athletes have a saying that, yes, we have muscles, but what is, we are mostly covered with skin, you know, like that's the biggest organ what we have. Right. And, and the way how we can perform the best at the best is that we really feel comfortable, not just on our body, but also in our skin. And, uh, and actually taking care of my own skin, thanks to Viking Beauty, I mean, there were days where my skin came off just swimming too much in the chlorine or, or salt water, but now having a Viking Beauty products and being on a process and knowing what to put in my body, in my skin, uh, it has been really helping me to actually be happy to go back to sports field next day. Okay. Okay, so so Aha, do you want to add anything? Uh, just to let everybody know, I'm going to have a separate uh, interview with Aha at, at a later date uh, that she'll explain all about her products and how they have sustainability. And so, but on this part, Aha, do you have anything you'd like to add? Well, yes. Uh, basically, I would say that uh, we are at Viking Beauty Secrets very lucky that Marilla who is such a passionate advocate about the oceans and about you know cleaning the oceans and not having plastic, the microbeads and so on end up in ocean. We really worked from the start together and developed, for example, like I mentioned that the scrub, we opted for using no plastic microbeads, but instead Icelandic volcanic sand, which by itself is a much better um, ingredient, you know, drawing out toxins from your body, but also is good for the environment because it comes from ocean, it ends up in ocean, it doesn't harm anyone. And we really would like to have more and more, and I think the younger people are really kind of advocates to, to looking for the solutions also in skincare that are more um, sustainable, more eco-friendly. Um, because we're all, like Merle said, we're all connected you know when people think of skincare actually we absorb 30 percent on what we put on our skin so if for 10 years you're using a lot of chemicals imagine what it does to inside your organs people get diseases they don't know where it comes from but a lot of the chemicals and preservatives that are used uh, especially unfortunately in america both in skincare and in food really does end up inside of our bodies and turns out and does a lot of harm so in comparison, I could say that European Union has banned 1300 harmful chemicals from skincare, while the US FDA has only banned 30. Think about that, 30 chemicals, harmful chemicals. So it's a really a, a big step that America really has to still move towards the sustainability. And it is not only that, hey, we use green energy or hey, we, we recycle our, our you know, paper, paper carton it's everything like i said that you know she merla was really the one who was uh, pushing me to look for a great solution for what to use as a tube because we didn't want to use the plastic tubes on our products oftentimes i see that skincare products says oh we're so you know green 
but then all the products are in plastic. So we opted for post-consumer used materials when, when we made our tubes. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, we can possibly get deeper into that with our interview with you. But I, I mean, I, I like the connection between the two of us. I mean, you know, Mer Merle really brought up the thing and by introducing you, I mean, you just even show how, how I guess compound the problem is, okay? And uh, so it's very interesting and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I wanna, I wanna add that, you know, like what, we have in speaking gym that how in LA, the seals are getting cancer just swimming in the ocean. I mean, that is, that is already ties in why using uh, our, for example, our products that, you know, when, when we take a shower and it goes down the drain and it goes to the ocean, I know that it doesn't harm also the, the sea animals like we have to watch more and more and be more aware what really goes around us and how you know the everything what we do with the environment is also affecting the animals and that more animals are getting more cancer and more humans are getting more cancer is everything is tied in on that circle so called so so it's re really important to pass on the knowledge and really kind of wake up and look around your own, um, you know, skincare routine that how actually you might not even know you are affecting the world, you know, differently. Just, just you know, cutting down uh, the plastic use at the household is great, but also finding out what products goes down the drain, that is also a really important part of educating ourselves okay well i appreciate that so in ending is there anything you'd really like to tell our listeners before you uh we end this uh interview any words of advice you want to give them my advice is that every time when you see a trash uh, pick up and and do extra i mean i know it's somebody else's trash maybe fond of you but but this is uh, the way how you can open the universal bank account and universe will give you back good things when you take care of the nature. So don't be afraid uh, to pick up trash, be the different kind of person from the waters to pick up the trash and, and really help the mother nature. This way we gonna have sustainable planet earth for a long time. Okay, excellent. Well, I want to thank you very much for uh, uh, talk, sharing your story, because like even at the end of every podcast, you know, I, I pretty much, you know, I actually always say people learn so much from the experience and perceptions of others. And, you know, hey, share your story. And I, I love the, st the story you just shared. And we'll get it. We'll get that out there for you. Thank you so much. Once again, I learned quite a bit in this talk with Merle. We know that more people are using sunblock lotions these days due to skin cancer. However, I wasn't aware that some of these sunblock lotions out there are destroying the coral reefs. Also, I wasn't aware that the oceans are running out of oxygen that is causing fish to die. As Merle stated, nature didn't put the trash out there, humans did. 
To continue our topic on saving the environment, our next podcast will be with Eha of Viking Beauty. She too is on the same quest of saving our environment. We are always looking for unique and interesting stories to share with our listeners. So if you have a passion for something, let me know and we'll help you get the word out there. Just contact me at youarejustanumber.com. That's the letters U R just a number.com, all one word. Until next time, have a great day.